It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This week's episode of the Nile or Nine podcast is brought to you by One Sonic. If you're looking for a gift for the music lover in your life, head over to onesonic.com to pick up something in their Christmas sale. One Sonic have got all the discounts on all their products, including the ANC headphones, Bluetooth speakers, and wireless earbuds. So, for the music lover in your life, that's onesonic.com and get all your Christmas shopping done and dusted. That's onesonic.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Nile and Nine podcast. It is part two of our best of 2021. Oh, crack the knuckles there. Now, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Andrea, how are you? I'm Niall, and this is Andrea, and we're about to talk about the best songs of 2021. I'm we? good. I don't like knuckle cracking. Um, it was an accidental yeah, okay. one. Okay. We'll, we'll let it go. I hate yeah, it too. I hate it's a, it. It's a it's a weird oh, thing, and I hate. You know when people, people do, it. do it where they pull their finger instead of. Oh, oh no! I'm sorry. No, I'm no. actually. I'm actually this is like really the kind of ASMR that just freaks me out. <laughs> I'm really sorry for bringing that up. Um, okay. Other than that, I'm we'll doing be cracking well. the knuckles of, of 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 pop music today, but not very nice. Not a. Not, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, only in a way that makes total sense yeah. to us and we don't have to hear the actual cracking of our mm. knuckles but yeah we did uh, albums of of the year last year this uh this episode is all about songs of the year so we'll be picking 10 each and maybe some crossover as well and uh just you know kind of talking about our, our favorite music of the year favorite tracks of the year i think like albums can be so difficult sometimes to distill into a mm. list where songs sometimes feel more personal and i always like those song lists where it's kind of like here's what mm. i liked you know i think I mean? song As songs can to... be a bit easier because while an album might be brilliant you mightn't revisit very often but i think your yeah. the best songs of the year are probably the songs you've listened to most whereas the best albums of the year might not necessarily be that if that makes sense um yeah but yeah, yeah i think we only it's have always one that thing, especially don't we 
Yeah. Yeah, we do. But we will get to that. Um, it's probably pretty soon. obvious. <laughs> um, it's, um, yeah, I, I think, look, a lot of these choices will probably be pretty obvious for anyone who's listened to the 99 yeah. podcast this year. And thank you for listening to uh, this uh, this episode and many others this year. We really appreciate your uh, shout outs on, on the Spotify wrapped and all that kind of stuff. But really, it's about, you know, the personal relationship between ourselves and yourselves. Um, I know you can hear everything you're saying, and I can hear you respond, yes. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it is patreon.com forward slash 909. We're actually running, you know, the that's the, that's the Patreon, that's the community membership. And if you want to support us, uh, uh, our Discord is currently running an end of year it's poll hopping. as well. And not only that, I think we spent, I, I mean, I'm, Andre, I'm surprised you're even able to talk about <laughs> albums or songs oh, today because all I've been getting from you today succession is uh, succession memes and Jesus. links. It's so, been absolutely full of that on the Discord, in the, Discord well. in the in the Taskmaster <laughs> chat, which is now just kind of television generally. Oh yeah, great, great succession insights. Also, just like people sharing. Sorry, I am eating a mince pie. Um, people sharing that yes, it that is gigs the season. are like being cancelled or rescheduled or something very handy for that sort of thing just yeah it's a great community i found that very handy as well because it's it's a, it's a wild, wild west at the moment in terms of gig mm. rescheduling and what's happening and there are things happening but it is hard to figure out what is exactly yeah. happening because it's my the goalposts are changing all the time still even now like 14th of december is when we're recording this and you we just don't know i don't even i love trying to do a gig guy this weekend i really mm. still don't 100 know what's on so, um, with that in mind, the only thing we know that for certain are our, our end of yes. year lists are in. Um, we've got songs of 2021 to talk about. Uh, Andrea, I'm going to give you the opening okay. track um, and we'll go from okay. there. So last week, I think I sort of, I was a bit of a chicken and I didn't really do things in order. This week I picked an order. So starting with my number 10, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this correctly. It's Burial with Dark Gethsemane. <laughs> I really struggle with that word. I'm sorry. Gethsemane, yep, isn't that's it? That's exactly it. Yeah. Dark it's Getsemane. an easy word. Okay, let's hear a bit no of that. No reason why I shouldn't be that's burial with that song um this is a song in two parts i think it's it's nine oh it's, it's exactly 10 minutes long um which is actually nice and round i appreciate that um yeah so it's very much kind of a song in two parts that part there kicks in and about like starts building up at about five minutes so i'm kind of I'm more focusing on the second half of the song here um because i think it sort of it points to a real sincerity in burial that emerges from time to time like if you think of come down to us from rival dealer which is like his best song um 
And I think that's really pre- present here with that, you know, repetitive voice kind of preaching about the power of love. And I think, you know, Burial is obviously like a masterful producer, like a genuinely groundbreaking artist in what he does. But it's it's kind of when he moves into that realm of like kind of sincerity and kind of heart-wrenching harmonies and just these messages of kindness and also of social justice in in those two songs as well that I just think he has the the ability to just completely tear your heart apart you know and he's always used brilliantly in like Alan uh, Adam Curtis uh, documentaries as well like he's a massive massive fan of him and his his music is quite like it lends itself quite well to kind of visual um art in that way and and kind of because of that and because that's where I kind of discovered his music I find him to be like a very visual sort of uh artist and I just love this I really love this track um I'd kind of forgotten about it and I re- revisited it because I remember loving it when it came out but like ugh, like anything that's 10 minutes long you know like you just it's not necessarily one of these that you revisit a lot but I did over the past couple of weeks and was like, yeah, this this makes sense to me um, to be one of the best songs of the year. And today he announced a new EP, Anti-Dawn, which will be released in January. It's five tracks, which is um, track wise the longest, you know, piece we've gotten from him in a long time. Um, doesn't have a running time, but you'd imagine five burial tracks would probably be. It says 44 minutes. Oh, is it? It's 44 so, minutes. Yeah, That's yeah. an album, really. Yeah, you know, so, that yeah, is an album. So, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, really, really excited for that. Um, announced it with a picture of him with a mask in the snow and um, showed it to my partner. And he was like, I think that's like the second burial picture in existence. So, <laughs> very exciting. Um, but yeah, love. I really, really love this song. I'd, I'd give it the full ten minutes because when it does do that kind of switch up halfway through, it's just this kind of gorgeous, euphoric feeling. And yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of some of the uh, late eighties, early nineties kind of like rave mm-hmm. tunes as well, which is like Burial can often do um, that kind of uh, channel, that kind of vibe as well, like kind of like the early prodigy almost yep. as well in terms of its sound and and yeah again like it's such he's such a a, a visionary singular artist and how he constructs his music that uh, no matter what he does it always sounds like mm. burial and i think i do have a song that sounds a little bit but like burial that comes up in a while uh, mm. much more uh, regular in terms of production yeah. but uh, i'd love does, to one of the reasons i like the song so much is uh, which i'll play in a while is because mm. of that i'd love so, to do an episode uh, maybe yeah, next that's... year on burial because i think once or twice i've uh, when when i was really going through a period of like discovering his music i'd like texted you and been like what's this he's doing here because i don't i don't have the language to talk about electronic music at all and you you obviously do and i'd be like what's this little trick he's doing here and why does this sound like this so i'd love to like just sit down with somebody who knows burial and also knows like how this kind of production works and just get a fucking crash course because <laughs> i think with with the, like if you understand how burial makes music you can probably like unlock the secrets of basically all electronic music it's sort of like learning how to play chopin it's like it's all there <laughs> like the more complicated stuff is yeah it's like there. those youtube videos that are just like you know you you i know you like the ones about mm. songwriting but like this one's great ones about dance production as well actually the guy from disclosure has, i've seen mm. a good few of his in terms of like 
that detailed next level like clean production okay. stuff but also like knowing what to do because mm. i think i think the problem not the problem but like i think the unique issue when somebody is making electronic music is you're playing with plugins and like you're playing with interfaces yeah. and stuff like that so it's not in automatically intuitive mm. i think watching people like that sometimes you you kind of understand what when the how they've got mm. to the next level and the level of intuitive they have about their instruments, which are you know mostly digital mm. instruments, and and uh, I think yeah, that's I think I, to watch I think that's what I love so much that. about Burial is that like e- even though he is working in that same world, in ne- you you never feel like you're working with like presets in a program or anything. You know, there's a there's a great kind of earthiness and a groundedness to to the to the work that he makes because of everything he does with those samples and how he manipulates music and just makes it sound so of the real world as well. It's, it's incredible. Anyway, that's burial. We'll, we'll move on. Sorry. Before, <laughs> before okay, get no, that's good. That's good. That's uh, burial dark at Um, and all of these tracks will be available uh, in our Spotify playlist, which is uh, the, which is called Nile Nine Songs Played on the Nile Nine Podcast, which you can find that on my profile, the Nile Nine profile on Spotify. Um, my first uh, track of the ten this year is a pretty late um, arrival in terms of uh, where it came from. It came out in November. It is from Charlie XCX, uh, Caroline Polachek, and Christine the Queens, and it's called New Shapes. To me, but you're stuck on the west side again. Maybe we're meant for another dimension, babe. Deep in the dark of your brain, like a star in space. You call it art, but you pulled on my heart and you twisted it into a new shape. Yeah, I'm dying for it again and again. Trying to get up close to you. Life would be better if I never met you in the first place What you want? So I played the Caroline Polachek uh, verse there because I think while this is a Charlie XCX song, I think it is a lot of uh, 2021 has been Caroline Polachek's year in lots mm. of ways. And um, Bunny is a writer is a song that was on. It was Pitchfork's number one song of the year, and I have to say I'm surprised I was by that. Surprised I think it's a that. great song. I don't. But yeah. No, Do you not? it really... I really like it. I like her vocals and I like what she's doing, but I don't think she's hit her heights I, yet. But what I love about this is the the three of them together and the interplay between them and the, just the differences. And you hear with Polachex, it's like the, the vocals and the and the melody she reaches. And I love that there's just nothing around her when that happens on the mm-hmm. song. But also, again, like because it's a Charlie XCX song, I'm always going for Charlie. And I think the, the forthcoming album might be finally the big big pop one possibly um because i've been waiting for that for mm. a long time she's always had great songs like the, the the single good one earlier this year was like a gaga comeback single without losing her vibe i thought it was a great track um and i think it, the album's out in march it's called crash it's the fifth solo album charlie xx but i think i just love the alchemy of the three of these people together and three of the finest pop, uh, female pop voices in in music at the moment and, and on the same track and in the same video as mm. well and i think it's just yeah. Great track. It's it's on another day it could have been good ones in here as well. But like, you know, I just I just think this is vocally. Yeah, there. this this gives me hope definitely for Charlie. I've sort of lost my way with her a little bit um over the past maybe like two records. 
Um, not that I didn't think they were good. They just didn't kind of grab me. So I'm excited for her to kind of go more of a pop route. I do want to defend what I just said about Caroline Polacek as well. Um, just before anybody asks me. Okay. Um, I just, I loved So Hot, You're Hurting My Feelings so much that when I heard Bunny is a Rider, I was, I was just like, oh no, this isn't it. This doesn't feel like it to me. Um, that's all. But she sounds great on this track. She, she actually, I think is the best thing about this track, to be honest. Yeah. I think if without her, I don't think this would be, I would be talking yeah. about this right yeah. now, really. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Okay. What's your next track? My next track. So my number nine is Snail Mail with Valentine. So that is the title track from Lindsay Jordan's uh, second LP, Valentine. I, you know this about me, I'm a sucker for a good chorus. I love the chorus on this track. I love her kind of driving guitars, that real pop punk vocal delivery, the kind of fuzzy, grungy textures. Like she's kind of in that, you know, the middle of that Venn diagram at the moment where, um, Olivia Rodrigo has kind of dipped her toe in of this kind of nostalgia-based, grungy pop music, um, which is very cool. I love how the verses are, are are that sort of like woozy thing and then explodes into that huge chorus. And I really like the album as well. I think I came to it a bit late in the year, so it didn't I didn't have enough time really to sit with the album itself for it to like make my list last week, but I do really, really love this song. I think it's really strong and um, it's one of the stronger albums in the kind of, there was a a few albums this year that sort of sound like this, or at least a few new kind of female um, indie rock artists who've kind of come out over over the past couple of years who sort of sound like this and that's absolutely fine because this is a great sound um but I think that this is one of the sort of better ones of that category so yeah I think she's great great and hopefully she is getting better she was getting some surgery done on her vocals I think it's been struggling with that of lately so um had to cancel a load of shows yeah. not for COVID reasons which is pretty unfortunate but look um, hopefully a bit of time will uh, allow her to uh, heal those uh, vocals yeah. uh, always one of those very difficult things for a singer you know I mean oh, like, no one wants to be in that yeah. position so um, but yeah that is uh, Sna- did I see snail mail before do you know I I didn't know I always get they came out at the same time snail mail and soccer mommy always getting the confused yeah yeah it's very <laughs> much of the kind of soccer mommy camp if you liked the soccer mommy album from 2019 i want to say 2020 2019 um then you'll probably like 
snail mail, which is also a cool name for okay. an artist. I like snail mail. Better than soccer. Better than soccer. Anyway. Really. <laughs> uh, my next choice is just a track that I played a lot this year. It's a big poppy dancey banger. It is from Jungle and it's called. So that's Jungle, Keep Moving. I guess, you know, there's no big surprises there in terms of the Jungle sound. They've been doing that kind of song for a number of years now. I do think uh, that is one of the finest examples of what they do. Um, And I think the album that came out this year, Loving in Stereo, was a good, a much better version of what they have done in the last couple of years. Now, it wouldn't be, I don't think it's anywhere close to being in in my top 30 albums of the year, but I did enjoy listening to it. So it's just an indication. I I reviewed that on Arena and I can't remember who the other critic was. But he hated it, like really, really, really <laughs> hated it. And I was like, I remember thinking like, this is maybe the most inoffensive <laughs> album. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, fairly it's very inoffensive. Like, I mean, magic wouldn't... Quite catchy. I do. Yeah, this is definitely I mean. the best song from it. And the music video for the song is great as well. The video Brilliant. as well. Yeah. That's it. I mean, <laughs> it was early lockdown uh, vibes this year. And this video was on a lot on the TV. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's mm. here as well, because you know it's one of those things it's like that they've always done that so well the the dance music video um choreography um is on point with that one of course and uh, it's just a great song and it's one of those ones that you know you find yourself singing uh regularly enough mm-hmm. so okay over to you what is your next so choice? that was your i'm keeping tally of the numbers that was your number nine this is your this third is my number now. eight and it is mitski with working for the knife So Mitski came back to us this year, despite promising us that she wouldn't, but she didn't leave us hanging. Um, she came back with three tracks this year on the Heat Lightning um, EP, or was it just three tracks? I'm not sure um, whether it was actually built. What's the album going to be called? I was the album's going to be called La- the Laurel Hell. That's coming next year. Okay, so this um, is... Yeah, so these are just three, three tracks. I'm not sure if it was like a you know a single and two... But that's an EP. What is an EP? No one knows. Anyway, I... Just, I love this kind of like dark, almost industrial turn that her sound has kind of taken since Be the Cowboy, which is a very kind of bright and energetic album uh, that came out back in 2018. And 
I don't know. There's something about this track that I think it's maybe the restlessness in it. Like, I feel like she never truly finds like not quite the tonic, but like she never really finds a resting place in this track. And I, 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 I like that as a, as a move, you know, and she's address in the lyrics, she's addressing the kind of issues that she's been dealing with, with being in the, in the spotlight. And I think how she sings, like the meter that she's singing in, it, it makes it, kind of feel like it's a stream of consciousness but again kind of going that back to that idea of like restlessness you know it's not something I usually love in songs like I so when it's not done well I think it can kind of sound a bit meandering but I think there's something a bit special about this one um where it just it sounds quite dark but also like from the heart as well and I like that I like this new little turn what was that um remember she did a a song for a horror film. I want to say a horror film and I loved it and you didn't like it. And I feel like, mm. what was that? The only heartbreaker. Was that know. it? No, no, no. That's no, it's, no, that's, that's the, the other one. I love that song. That's it. That's the, that's the other one. one. Yeah, yeah. I really like I'll that. I'll find one. it here. Cop car. Cop car from the, the turning. turning. From the yeah, turning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that film got very good yeah. uh, reviews either, but I remember loving that, <laughs> you know, and kind of hearing her, you know, play around with like really dark textures in her music. And I, yeah, I, I, I love that. I love that turn. Would I like to hear more music that sounds exactly like Be the Cowboy? Who wouldn't? But you got to respect a bit of growth in an artist as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've never been, I like, I've never really gotten the, on the Mitski train mm. just yet, but the only Heartbreaker tune is, is you know, it's very yeah. 80s synth yeah, I love that and, one. I, and I really enjoyed that vibe. Um, and yeah, I know what you mean here. Like if something, when something doesn't resolve, you're a little bit like waiting yeah, for it, waiting yeah. for it. it I, quite, resolve. I quite like that um, because I, I, I was going to pick um, the uh, Your Only Heartbreaker one, but there was just something about this song that I just, I can't really put my finger on what makes it so engaging and I think it is that kind of lack of resolution um and I have a feeling that's probably going to be a theme kind of you know to throughout, throughout this new record I do hope that there'll be some bangers on it as well um like nobody and yeah but yeah welcome back Mitski I've missed you very good Mitski playing next year I did I, did, I didn't get tickets so no she's yeah. not <laughs> Okay, it's not. Okay, my next choice is from Bad, Bad, Not Good. It is called Beside April.
That's bad, bad, not good. Beside April, uh, a great sense of resolve in that one. Anyway, um, that is uh, Kareem uh, Riggins, the jazz drummer, on that as well. And I think Arthur Varokai, who's a Brazilian composer who was active in the sixties and seventies, uh, seems to be involved in this in some capacity. Um, it's from the album Talk Memory, not an album that I I really got into, but this song I was a repeater for me. I heard a lot of uh, very good um, instrumental jazz this year. Uh, obviously, we talked about the floating points of Ferris Anders record as well. But I'm thinking about tracks like the, that were on my playlist from Alpha Mist, El Michael's Affairs, Sven Wonder was another one, and then a guy called Firehot. Um, there was a lot of that kind of lovely, exploratory, uh, melodic jazz that I heard this year that I really, really enjoyed. And this is one of them. And I like the way this, you know, really does go in with the, you know, guitar solos and and the little bits here and the drumming is just amazing on it and uh one of those songs i just come back to an awful awful lot and uh yeah that's why it's on here this is my number one two uh mm. seven i think how um, many albums yeah, do bad seven. bad not good have? eight sorry oh uh god because you know they're a, they're a group that i've just never really sort of sat with before and I, I think it's because I feel like they have a lot of music, but that mightn't be the case. It's their fifth. Oh, the fifth okay. album they had. All right. Yeah, but um, they also have an album with Ghostface Killer called Sour yeah. Soul, which is how I really got okay. into them properly. Um, and I, yeah, you're right. I do feel like they have a lot of music, yeah. but I, I think I think just, I always just had it in my head that I, they're I they were kind of like hard to get into or something, but maybe not. I'll, I, I, but anything, anytime I've heard any of their their tunes i've been like oh yeah this is great this is like totally my kind of thing so yeah, yeah. maybe i'll give them a bit of time i mean they started versus... doing a lot of like jazzy hip-hop mm. covers really the first two albums are a lot of <laughs> excuse me um, a lot of covers and then uh, they kind of got more into their own stuff and then they started doing more um i think the latest album is probably the as jazzy as they've okay. got in terms of their sound and and kind of how it goes in terms of uh pure jazzy really yeah. um and again with with those kind of people involved like uh kareem riggins and stuff like that involved you know terrace martin they're all there's a lot of people involved in this who aren't just the core trio of the band from mm. canada like uh, laraji is on it as well there's uh there's a lot of people involved in it basically yeah, there's a lot of violins and cellos and, and harp and percussion and sax mm. as well so uh loads of things going on there so uh the album is one of those ones to to uh, delve into for sure okay okay what is your next choice what is your number seven, seven? uh my number seven yeah. uh from the album collapse and sunbeams this is arlo parks with hope That is Hope uh, from Arlo Parks. That was the first track from her album Collapse and Sunbeams that I'd heard, I think, on Six Music. And I just loved it. I was really blown away by her voice and, again, that chorus, the lyrics. I love a song about hope that is written in a minor mode. I think that's cool. Um, and I think it grooves along really kind of gently and 
I love the tone of the guitars in it. Um, some of the lyrics in it are great. I, I, I've often felt like I was born under a bad sign, uh, looking for a light and finding a hole where there shouldn't be one. And I think it reminded me, and the album as well, reminded me of kind of, you know, how if you take this and also self-esteem with I do this all the time, I think this is really the year of like, sharing pain in order to kind of like try and process it and I guess that makes sense given that we're in 2021 now and a lot of the music we're hearing is sort of if not in response and at least some way kind of reacting to um the absolute fucking dumpster fire that was 2020 not that 2021 has been a fucking bed of roses either but you know we're starting to kind of get those very raw reactions and I think the artists who've really leaned in have done it very well and I think I think she's um she's someone who did it very very well on this record and I think this this song is just it's great it's it is a kind of a like it's radio friendly um and no reason why it shouldn't be played over here either um and yeah I just think she's got just her vocals like you could kind of just listen to her singing or even or just speaking kind of all day I, I think she's wonderful so collapsing sunbeams was obviously the mercury prize winning mm. album this year um so should i go back and listen to it because i think i was very disappointed oh, really? by it at the time. yeah i'd i'd say give yeah. it another go like now that the kind of the big hype stuff is sort of died down or whatever um yeah i i, I think it's a really strong record um and I think this song is great. I really, really love this song. Um, but it's it's also sort of a song that is, I don't know, it's sort of, it grooves enough that you could have it on in the background, unlike I do this all the time, like, which I'm sort of like semi comparing it to here. But um, there's a lot, you you could just kind of groove along to this record. But if you if you dig into the into the lyrics, I think there's some really great stuff there as well. Okay, one to add to the ever long oh, playlist. God, um, it never ends. Okay. We just make what? playlists and then <laughs> one day we die. That's it. Never like, ends. that's what life is, you know? <laughs> well, my number seven is uh, is uh, about looking forward to those good days, even though um, you maybe are in the in the shit. <laughs> um, it was a track that released on Christmas Day in 2020. Ooh, so I usually hate when people do this. This is controversial, and, uh, Niall. <laughs> Look, no, it's not. No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's it, it's 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 after the uh, the official count is over, really. Mm. But um, and it's in the no man's land between Christmas and New Year. But it was actually my most listened to track this year, uh, as it happened. Maybe cause, obviously because it was released before this year. That didn't that helped. Um, it is from SZA and it's called Good Days. So edge out to some ice book, you'll be heavy in my mind. Can you get the heck out? I mean, where's now? Got me bummed out. You so, you so, you baby, baby, baby. I've been on my empty mind. Shit. I should have kept from losing the best of me. It's urgent Trying to make some simple change Got me a war in my mind Gotta let go of Wayne Can't keep what's holding me Choose the right Or it will break up in front of me All the while I wave my arm I feel it is now Still 
That was SZA with Good Days, uh, as I said, released on Christmas Day. Um, I was asked last week who my favourite singer was, or, or to name one of my favourite singers, and I completely <laughs> blanked. And uh, if I was to truthfully answer that now, I would say SZA would be up there for me in terms of her vocals. Uh, and I know we were talking about Adele when we reviewed Adele recently, you were talking about how you love singers. Mm. I think this is the kind of SZA's voices kind of singer I love listening mm. to. I like she is, she just makes everything so warm and expressive that timbre that she has the way she jumps between notes in that song uh, up and down and i just love it's just never i never get sick of that song and it's a, quite an uplifting song about something that's kind of like about a breakup you know it's like she's striving for for something else so, so she just wants to do um not think about the relationship that she's just had and but she's looking but the song has that kind of like lovely it's very mm. comforting this song i found, found it very comforting especially Tell you what, I mean, I don't want to keep banging on about lockdowns, but like Jesus, January and February, this song really helped a lot um, this year in terms of um, being that comfort mm. blanket of a song. And I think sometimes you just really need that. Um, so that is SZA with Good Days. So, uh, Andrea, what is your number six? Seven. My six. number six um, is an Irish song. Um, it is from CMAT and it's called No More Virgos. Yes, it is. So I think the more I listen to this song, the more I love it. Like, I and I think that's probably the case with CMAT generally. Like, you're usually quite kind of hit with how funny she is initially. And then the more and more you listen to a song, the more you, you just kind of sink into this world of CMAT, you know. Like, the, the witty lyrics, you know, my mental health is banking on my chastity. The backup vocals, that heartbreaking chorus... The absolute audacity to underscore a lyric like Crack Me Like a Liberty Bell with an actual bell. Those really bright synths in the chorus. Like I, I, I just love how she uses chords as well. Like I think she's a songwriter for people who love songwriting. Like interesting chords, really cool progressions, perfectly formed choruses. And with this song, I think there's a real vulnerability again with like how she performs like her actual singing voice, especially in the later choruses. And that's something that was so great about Cowboy as well, um, where, you know, you can kind of see that she's able to hold herself actually with real seriousness. And she takes the, the topics of her songs really seriously, but she also kind of carries off these like really witty, funny whip smart lines um i you know she's yet to miss for me um and this this song was just you know on like really really on repeat for me when it came out and yep cmat's mm. debut album if my wife knew i'd be dead will be out on february 25th next year which i think now don't ask me to name any other albums but i think that's a pretty big day for albums next year i remember having a having a little look through a list um so yeah, yeah so excited for that so so excited 
CMAT, picking one favorite CMAT song from this year is mm. hard enough, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> there was three great ones. Yeah. And uh, I don't really care for you. Uh, no More Burgers and Two Rack to Care. Is that yes. the three songs you released this year? Yeah. I mean, hard so tough. Pick. Like I, I, it, very it, strong song. <laughs> when I was first kind of putting this list together, and you know, I had like my top tw- twenty-five, and then top twenty, and I was kind of working things down. I had like all three CMAT songs in the list, and I was like, okay, no, you just pick one. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I think when I'm trying to pick, like, I'm picking a hundred songs for a playlist or yeah. for the site, and I'm like, I'm like sometimes you do have to pick yeah. two from one artist because they just warrant mm-hmm. it. Uh, but other times you're like, okay, right, you have to get this down to 100. Like, I have 120 in one at the moment in one place, and I have to get it down by yeah. 20, so I'm going to have to do that kind of thing. Okay, that doesn't get it, but, like, really hard to pick between those yeah. three as well. Um, I think sometimes it depends on what mood totally. you're in as well. Yeah. Um, and and what week it is. So my number six is from a uh, two brothers from the UK, uh, dance producers who were known as uh, separately as Tessella, and Truss, uh, they are known now uh, together as Overmono, and this is a track called So You Know. So in terms of club tracks this year, Overmono were uh, the duo are really had some of my favorites, um, and they also had that, um, which I think came out maybe around that time, December last year as well. So maybe didn't feature in any of the end of the year stuff. But the for those I love remix that they had, which I played a lot this year, and I think there's this time, especially like sorry to be referencing the L word again, but lockdown uh, time where I really wanted, uh, you know, that kind of really clubby atmosphere and that really like kind of almost dirty atmosphere the gritty atmosphere of a of a club night um and and in terms of sounds as well you mentioned like the industrial sound of, of the minsky song this was the kind of stuff that i was interested in i really wanted more of because i couldn't wasn't able to get it um so i what i love about this though it's it's very much like a like a modern garage like post dubstep song with an r&b sample it's very pristine and it's very arctic in tone and i really like that i think it, like i said um it does recall burial in its kind of mm. vocal twisting vibe and i think it's very much it's it's kind of got that like big like you might know uh, hackney parish from the cella is a, a big club classic from 2013 really big drum breaks and just like kind of obnoxious um so this is much more uh reserved in 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 comparison but 
Uh, Overmon are doing some great stuff. Had a really good fabric mix this year and other tracks that were just great as well. And I think I really like what they're doing. It's very unique. Um, they played Derry last week. I'm hoping next year we'll get to see them here. Um, I hear good things about all that stuff. And I think I've, I I just, they became an obsession for me this year. It's like, I love, I love a new discovery and a new discovery that is just you playing the five, six songs they have out over mm. and over again is uh it's very satisfying with <laughs> so that was me this year with over mono yeah cool. so okay Same. my number Your five number five um my number five is another irish artist uh this is kinsey with mr nice guy That's Kinsey with Mr. Nice Guy. It, this is one of those songs that makes me yearn for a decent commercial indie music radio station in Ireland because I think that this is a song <laughs> that should be kind of so big and played so much that everyone's sick of it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's just it's so yeah. perfectly formed for that sort of sound, and I think that Kinsey is just such a talent like I've been buzzing about Kinsey for a while now ever since I kind of heard first heard tracks from her I think she's brilliant um I think she's gonna have like a big year next year and this is just a really well-produced catchy earworm of a track like I love how the kind of the bass and the drums kind of blend together in the verses I love those little injections of electronic keys and synths like here and there her voice is great I still maintain that she sounds like um like she has a kind of a early like no doubt sort of Gwen Stefani tone to her voice but that I love she has loads of attitude loads of confidence and I think she writes really really good pop songs and really good hooks um and she's like, really young yeah, as well and, and she just seems really cool I really like Kinsey I think I think she's gonna do really really cool things um so, yeah, and even in the course of this year, 2021 or, and 2020, even like her, there's been such a large leap and an mm -hmm. arc for her music. And um, obviously, has been doing very well, played Pitfork Paris mm -hmm. in London um, very recently. So, um, some been picking up nice things. So, that's a, I think there's a good chance that Kinsey will be a lot bigger. Yeah, I think year, so. so. I'm really hoping for an album soon. I'd, I'd love to hear a, 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 what she does with a kind of a long play. Um, yeah, I think she's great. Great. Okay, we're into the top five for each of us now. This is uh, my number five is from Saint Sister. The song is called Karaoke Song.
You mentioned uh, you wish it was an Irish music radio station that would play in this kind of stuff. It was CXFM or, Fer- of, uh, or mm. Phantom, which was still around. You doubt you. I'd say you'd be hearing this totally. a lot as well. This karaoke song, Saint Sister. Um, the big pop moment from their second album, Where I Should End. Um, I love those cascading synths there, that synth line. They, they even uh, like the like the lyrics themselves, obviously, about um, you know being at a karaoke and come, knowing the dance to a, and the reference to a Tom Jones song, Sex Bomb. Great. Um, uh, you know, they have their own, they have had their own uh, little choreography to this song as well. Which and is the music nice. video is it's so charming. Really it's so ABBA. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got that lovely melancholy that underscores like Saint Sister's music as well. I wish that I could call you when I'm sober as well. It's just like pretty devastating as well every time you hear it. So, um, ah, okay. So, uh, it is an, uh, a beautiful, beautiful song. Beautiful um, record as well. One of the best Irish records of the year. It's just so stunning. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Great. And I, and special shout out to Annie Dreams from that album as well, because that was a close second Good for this God, one as well. Good God, what a the, song. The big, if Saint Sister did LCD sound system, that's kind yeah, of what it sounds yeah. like. I, I can't remember where they were performing that. Was it another Voices thing, but not other Voices? And they performed with um, uh, Lisa Hannigan. It's it's on YouTube somewhere. They perform Annie Dreams and Lisa Hannigan's there. Um, oh, she does kind she of knows. a little bit of vocals in it. It's oh, it's gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. And they're all having so much fun. And you can even see like Lisa Hannigan, who's like the fucking like fairy godmother of like Irish female folk music. You know, you can just kind of nearly see her like pass the baton on and be like, welcome girls. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, really, really well worth um, seeking out that, that performance for sure. Um, okay. Into my top five. Uh, more ladies. Um, two of them this time this is Sharon Van Etten and Angel Olsen with Like I Used To Queens, one great song. Um, I think this song, when, when I heard it first, it kind of made me wonder like where each of them has been all the other one's life. Do you know, like it, it, they sound like they should be singing together all the time. And I think that that's what duets are kind of supposed to be. It, it should be less about kind of two artists kind of showcasing what they can do well separately and more about kind of finding a common ground in terms of like style and influences and just executing it like perfectly because I think no one is scrambling for space here I love that like their voices blend 
so wonderfully, especially in, in the pre-chorus, kind of when, when they're leading into that chorus and then it just bangs. And those gorgeous like keys in the post-chorus are so delicate and so bright. And it's just those little kind of touches throughout it. I just love it. I love the tone of the drums. I love the kind of almost like crackly production. Like I said, I love their voices together. Like Angel Olsen just sounds as beautiful as ever. And the the whole song is just so fucking Springsteen. I love it. I really, really, really love this song. Um, and by the way, this, this I said this is my number five. This is actually my number four. Um, so I'm already into my top that's five. Right, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, Sharon Very and nice. Angel. <laughs> girls lovely and it, yeah it does big string springsteen vibe about that and sharon bennett has been doing that yeah. very well over the last yeah. number of years and and people are okay, starting to copy um, her now which is great <laughs> <laughs> so i remember i remember meeting kip malone from tv on the radio uh because i got to know him very briefly uh when he was here remember the iceland yeah. uh volcano yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah. he stayed in my apartment that he, he no uh, way he, he did a gig in, with state and him and the band anyway uh, stayed in they stayed in our apartment for, for they came over that for dinner and I remember talking to him I remember him telling me like I met him and then I met him uh, at South West in Texas like walking home and I was like Kim how's it going <laughs> and uh, he was just like oh I just want to see my friend uh, Sharon Bonnet and god she's so wonderful and like at the time no. oh really <laughs> and I was like yeah yeah he's like oh yeah Sharon Burnett. yeah I think maybe I knew her from like she played with the national okay. before anyway just just one of those things that you remember. Um, okay, my number four is from an Irish artist as well. Uh, it is called He is called Kojak is the title track from Towns Dead. It is called Towns Dead. That is Kojak, the track from Towns Dead. Uh, of course, the sample is uh, Girl Bands Going Norway. Um, I, this is just a, clearly the standout track. I mean, the album is great, but this is a standout yeah. track from uh, from Irish music in general this year. It's just such a... It has all of the touchstones of what people are talking about at the moment in terms of, like, renting and house sharing and, like, uh, the, the cultural capital of the city being... Um, under threat and uh, Town's Not Dead is just dormant is really all about mm-hmm. that as well and uh, lyrically though it's such an ear- earworm it, it, his tone and intonation is what really sells this and it makes it such a, a banger for me and it, in terms of like he's such a good rapper and he has he he has that down and he's able to bring it and he has like I just found myself like walk you'd be walking around going want to be a big deal like Christ or Brick you'd just be like <laughs> You're like, what? Just, it's so good. Um, and when he released the, this track, he said, Town's Dead comes from a potential I see in Dublin. And then the people I'm surrounded by day in, day out, there's nothing but talent and ambition among young people. I'm constantly reminded of that through the art and music that I see being made. But I think often the city grinds you down. It takes your hope and um, your ambition. I know it can change because so many of my friends express the exact same wants, desires and frustrations with living in Ireland. And so many of us are on the same page. 
that I know then things can change. There just needs to be some sort of catalyst kickstart to change. And for me, that's always been art and music. Time and time again, amazing art continues to be made in spite of the struggles and setbacks that are presented when living here. Tracking the album is a fight against what can sometimes feel inevitable. The rejection of what people tell you is your destiny as a young person to see. Town's not dead, it's just mm. dormant. So that is Town's great, Dead great from Kojak. Song. That was on my list. Um, and then I saw it on yours. So I thought I'll 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 put a different <laughs> song in so that we don't both talk about the same song. Um yeah, absolutely. Probably like if like it might be the best Irish song that was released this year, and if it isn't, it's certainly the most kind of um prescient one. Like Town's Not Dead is just Dorman speaks to lockdown but it also speaks to you know the situation we're in it has a sadness to it but it also has a lot of hope in it and oh he's like you said he's such a good rapper like he really really is and it's not just in his kind of dexterity and how quickly he can rap which i'm always you know like very impressed by whenever anybody can kind of get their mouth around words very quickly but also his lyrics are are absolutely brilliant this is definitely the best track from um from town's dead it's oh he's great so all three, CMAT, uh, Saint Sister and Kojak were guests on the 99 podcast. You can go year, back so and listen to go back to and those, listen to them. Um, and you can find them on the Patreon. <laughs> okay, right, I'm getting into my top three. <sighs> okay, number three is Big Thief, and the song is called Little Things. So that's big people with little things. Um, they've just never made a bad song. Uh, it's 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 really quite incredible at this stage in their career. Like e- everything they make is not just good, but sort of like by any standards, just outstanding. Um, I think Adrian Lenker or a- Adrienne Lenker. Um, I heard her. I listened to her on um, uh, Song Exploder, and that's how she pronounces her first name. So um, color me corrected. Um, but you know, I think you know she's not just one of the best guitarists of her generation along with uh book meek um from the band as well but also just one of the best like arrangers i think she has this way of writing music that is just so out of the ordinary for like indie bands like her she and and book meek just they have this really special relationship as guitarists that i love like they're constantly experimenting they write their guitar parts like their conversations and sometimes they talk over each other and sometimes they compliment each other and sometimes they're nearly arguing with each other and there's just oh it's great I, I like I think there's a 12 string in this but you're never really quite sure where it's landing her voice always feels like in in this song it always feels like it's kind of a step behind everything else like she's trying to catch up or to keep up yeah, with the rhythm keep up, and yeah, 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 I think it has just such kind of like chaos wrapped in it as well like it has those kind of hand claps and there's these little tiny like whispered vocals later on that kind of add to the rhythm in the uh the solo section and 
I think just my favorite thing about listening to Big Thief is that you are listening to a band. You know, every section is playing its part. No one's left behind in it. And I think songs like this really show the kind of magic that they're really capable of when they just like let go and follow an idea. And I've never felt like they've gotten bogged down with feeling like they need to write a certain kind of music. Like, I mean, they they, they released another song this year that's nearly sort of like almost like Gamelan, you know, like it's, it, they're, they're so. Oh, just time escaping. Time escaping is, is such so a, much. I nearly put that in. Yeah, it, it was between that and this and I, and I, it, it, it honestly could have been either time escaping or, or little things, but I think I spoke about time escaping on the pod before. So I said, I give little things a shot. Um, but they're, ju- they're just such, it's not just that they're good songwriters or they're good arrangers. They're, it's like you, you wouldn't get this sound with, five other people like it's it's everybody here is playing their part and er- everybody's part is important and even though adrian lenker is the you know the primary songwriter you just really get this sense of big thief as being a unit constantly in conversation with itself and never getting too wrapped up in its own kind of references or anything they just they have this ability as a, a, as we saw on on uh, ufof and then to release um uh two 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 hands was the other the name of the other record or was that yeah yeah um to release those two records in the same year like you can just see their kind of just how i don't know like how, how different they can sound while always sounding like them and they've got two lps coming now next year they're becoming one of the most prolific bands of their generation and it just feels like there's no stopping them they're so genuinely exciting you, you know when you love a band so much that like sometimes when they release new music you're like oh god i'm a bit nervous like what if it's not good or blah, blah, blah. like i didn't listen to the new mitski songs for like five days because i was nervous i wouldn't like them with big thief there's just so much trust in that kind of band listener relationship that they've built up over all of this time that i'm just i'm in awe of them i love them i can't wait to see what they're going to do next yeah me too yeah i'm always evolving ever yeah. changing um that is big teeth um okay uh my number three is from little sims and the track is called point and kill Nobody. Proper, no lie, lie, give me strength, let me prosper. Daddy say you want me to be lawyer, be doctor, riffraff, kiddy gun, window shopper. Oh, yeah, fine boy, take away auntie, bougie, agile, oh, I fancy when I see a type. Point and kill, if I want it, it's mine. You can't stop me, hey, you can't stop me, oh, you can't stop me. Point and kill, you can't stop me, Point 
kill any imposter Small trouble never stocking cost That's in any city you can come and see it with me Reality will hit you cause not everywhere's pretty But for now bring the narrow come gimme Can't stop greatness What's the point in trying hard not to recognize the all this pressure we applying Tell my people rise up can never be silenced You think we're apologetic I think we're defined just one of the highlights from Little Sims album. Sometimes I might be introvert, but I think that one on its own is just uh, a real standalone uh, highlight. Is uh, Abon Jr. Uh, he is a Nigerian-born and London-based singer. Uh, is is a key part of this song as well, along with um, Little Sims, who's just been doing so uh, such good work for the number of years, last number of years. But really, I think that's the apex of her career so far. That album and this song is just like an Afrobeats, Fela Kuti vibe, and produced by Inflow. Of Salt, um, as who was also a producer of a couple of few songs on the Adele record, and of course the Salt album that did delete after they deleted after ninety nine days, whatever it was, um, which was called Nine this year. Um, not as good, perhaps, as the rest of the stuff they released last year, but very prolific. Uh, but Little Sims is is up there uh, for me this year in terms of most of the most impactful artists. And uh, while I do regret not going to see her last week or the week before. It's fine. It'll happen again. That is Little Sims. Um, okay. Um, your number it's two. It's the same as your number two. I believe two. <laughs> the same as my number two. Yes. Okay. So you you go okay. for it there. Um, probably a surprise to nobody that we are both uh, putting this into the list. This is self-esteem with I do this all the time. by all the babies they have don't be embarrassed that all you've had is fun prioritize pleasure don't send those long paragraph texts stop it don't getting married isn't the biggest day of your life all the days that you get to have are big be wary of the favors that they do for you Rebecca Lucy Taylor there. Uh, I do this all the time. I was trying to think of what to say about this album that I haven't kind of said already, either to you, to the podcast listeners, on arena, like to anyone who will fucking listen to me this year. But I think, you know, I've spoken enough about the lyrics and the music kind of enough for a lifetime. So I, I, like I'll focus on what the song does. And I think what this song does in culture is I think it genuinely makes believable the idea that change from within is possible. And I, I th- like, so, I mean, as a culture, we've kind of over the past, like almost decade now, we've been kind of bombarded with this like importance of self-care, of establishing and maintaining boundaries, of kind of maintaining this constant like growth mindset when it comes to our own well-being and, 
And I think it's easy for people, even those of us who do try to kind of, you know, practice self-care and do therapy and all of that good stuff that's boring, but we have to do it. <laughs> and I think it is easy for us to kind of decentralize ourselves from that narrative because we feel uh, like undeserving of it and the reason why we feel undeserving of it is because we're you, you can come to the idea of self self-care with varying levels of of privilege and i think there's so much within that world that requires life to have gone at least a little bit well for you you have to be able to afford therapy you have to be able to afford all of these things there's so much to buy and to consume and to post about and to perform until you start to kind of realize that the, the performance of care and love is quite fragile and that deep work is important and i think what rebecca lucy taylor does with this song in particular is to strip away that sort of like capitalist impulse to improve ourselves she's not trying to sell us anything she's not trying to sell a lifestyle or a brand of feminism or a mindset or a hashtag feminist t-shirt like this isn't this isn't girl boss feminism or 35 euro bath salt self-care or an amazon best-selling like change your mindset self-help book you know like i think what is so raw about this song is its focus not on like thriving and making the best of things but on survival on like first removing yourself from situations that are dangerous like be wary of the favors they do for you be very careful out there and it's that sort of deep look at relationships and how friendships can not only you know not serve you but can like chip away at you over time and at your self-worth and I think that's a really powerful thing for her to admit so starkly in a song because it demands that we uh, especially as women but it, uh, it applies to men too kind of stop playing the martyr when it comes to how much we're willing to put up with the relationships in our lives stop it like she's she's quite strict on that you know she's saying stop trying to have so many friends stop being therapists to people when you're not qualified to do that stop relying on crumbs of affection when you deserve the whole cake and it's not this kind of you know who run the world girls thing which I think I personally have kind of grown out of that. And I think as a culture, we've kind of grown out of that. But whenever I talk about Rebecca Lucy Taylor, whenever I talk about prioritized pleasure and, and, all, and I do this all the time, it is really about like groundwork, the gritty, boring, horrible groundwork that you have to do. But she is kind of, she's appointed herself like not not an example of it but at least an advocate of it and she's doing all of this all of these complexities in this beautiful performance that is just you know I think nobody who hears it can be unaffected by it whether you like it or not and it seems to me that most people like it she's topped or become second on like you know most most lists this year and both on albums and songs and in terms of what a song does as a a pop song in particular as a response to culture i think she she's just she's in just ahead of what i think is going to be a massive shift in this sort of like this backlash to self-care culture that isn't helpful it, it's not helpful to, to have a backlash towards it but it is helpful and necessary to be 
critical of it, especially when it's kind of in the hands of people who who don't have your best interest at heart. I just think she what she does with this is absolutely fucking magic. It's it's ins- it's it's an insanely yeah. good song. Um, and anything else I have to say about it, I've said already. So. Well, I don't think there's any point in <laughs> to that, really. <laughs> you know, you said it all there. And like you said, we have talked a bit a lot and I don't think there's much else you could say. But I do. Yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment in terms of, yeah, it's not it's not banners. Mm. It's not uh, Instagram yeah. captions. Um, it is, you know, and I think something I've been thinking about the last year or so, there's a lot of um, Instagram um like wellness influencers and like uh you know like the holistic psychologist who i actually think is very good at what she does but it's like bite-sized chunks of of information that mm. you're given in order to you know establish boundaries and all that yeah. kind of stuff in, in relationships and for yourself and i think yeah i think it's it's very encouraging to yeah. hear this because it's 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 somebody who's who's done mm. that work and who is um and has arrived at a place that you know, is looking back like that, that verse in the song about all the words are from basically what her manager said to her when she was in the band Slow mm. Club. All you need to do, darling, is fit in that little dress of yours. You weren't doing this. You've been working McDonald's. So try to cheer up. You're moving around too much. You need to stand still. Be more like Maraid. You know, yeah. all those things. Yeah. So just, you know, it's, it's so devastating. And I have to say, I mean, because I, it, one of the few live experiences I had this year, that was mm. pretty special to hear a room full of people absolutely bellow. It was really mad or miserable trying to love Lurking you. Like absolutely it was very tear jerking yeah. kind of stuff. Cause you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, and like they really, that line, you're beautiful. I want the best for you. And I always, and I always also hope you fail without me was really yeah. like, like, you know, really given a lot of voices in that room in the workman's uh, this mm. year. So you know, I think those kind of concepts, they're so small and personal, but they're also so universal when yeah. they're done like this. They're so, they they come so much bigger and so much more just in one person's. And I think what I love about that song is is just that she has made that personal, her very personal story, very uh, relatable and universal in the way that everybody kind of mm. understands it, even though there's very much personal details of her life. Yeah. There well. And I think something that I, I don't we... think I've mentioned before about the song that I think gets kind of passed over a bit is in in the kind of the closing lines, I'll take care, I'll read again. Um, I, lo- I love I'll read again because there's just something in that that kind of it when when you think about kind of dark periods of your life and how your hobbies and the things that you love can kind of fall away and and along with that you know the the things that kind of make you who you are the music you like and the books that you like and the art that you like and just her saying something as simple as I'll read again is that it, it's such a small thing but like if 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 anyone has ever been through like a period of depression or anything and just like hasn't read a book in a year and and when you start to feel better and you start picking up novels and and you remember the the feeling of loving things just on your own just because they're yours all of that is is wrapped up in that one line and i think every line in this song is like that it's just you she takes really tricky sticky concepts and makes them, CMAT does this too. She takes kind of co- concepts that kind of are universal um, 
and I mean she's she's a feminist songwriter but everything she says can be applied to men as well like anybody can 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 relate to these concepts but she takes these concepts that are universal and she makes them so personal to her that they sort of they they feel like a mate do you know what I mean I think Seema does that really well Rebecca Lucy Taylor does that really well the song is incredible like it is like I, I it's my number two song of the year only because my number one song of the year I think is a perfect song but in in terms of like songs that have made a cultural impact you know this is this is huge like this is absolutely huge and that's not to say that it's um the only good song on that record either because I mean it could, probably could it could have just no, as easy put no. prioritized pleasure the the title track in here yeah. and still talked about the same concepts really um prioritized pleasure is, is a wonderful um slogan and banner to kind of you know pin your life to um I she oh she's just she's outstanding I love her we are to be married in the spring as I as I texted you earlier <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca if you're out there I'm available yeah. to be your pal yeah. okay <laughs> well I mean I mean maybe that there's an argument that maybe that should have been our, our collective number one but mm. um look I know and I think the next song I, I'll, I'll pick the next one because it's my final choice but it's one we we've, we've played a lot so I'm not gonna yeah. go too much into it and you know you didn't you didn't pick it because exactly. of that um it is from dry cleaning it is called Scratch card lanyard. Comfort council. It'll be okay, I just need to be weird and hide for a bit and eat an old sandwich from my bag. I've come here to make a ceramic shoe and I've come to smash what you made. I've come to learn how to mingle. I've come to learn how to dance. I've come to join a knitting circle. I've come to hand weave my own bunker ladder in a few sessions it's a tokyo bouncy ball it's an oslo bouncy ball it's a rio de janeiro bouncy ball filter i love these mighty oaks don't you do everything and feel nothing wristband theme park scratch card lanyard do everything feel nothing do everything feel nothing Again, another very quotable song, um, an endlessly quotable song this year. Somehow it's nonsensical lyrics make uh, sense in a very continuously nonsensical year. Um, very well said. <laughs> as you know. All right, you big loud mouth. I mean, we we talked about this uh, at, at length last mm. week as well. Maybe should have kept it for this. But look, a woman in aviators firing a bazooka. Um, the video is great too. The video for the song awesome. is fucking brilliant. Like, it's so good. It's such a perfect, like, uh, encapsulation of what this mm. is as well. It's just, like, it's a performance video, but it's something else mm. as well. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. Dry cleaning. Um, you know, we've talked about yeah. the songs. I think. I think. The, you know, it's still and the, it's still the reason going. why I I sort of I I hold this song so dearly about this year is I think this came out in April. Is that right? It came out quite early in March. Yeah, April. Yeah, I think it was kind of spring March. time. And I don't know what it was. Probably the, I was about to say maybe it was the lockdown. It was obviously the lockdown, but like that very very bleak lockdown. But I remember just starting this year just quite like not uninterested, but without the sort of vim for music that I would usually start a new year with, you know, you know, starting the playlist and oh, I was excited to hear what, what the new year is going to bring. I just didn't really have that with music this year um, until 
this came out um and I remember hearing this song and just thinking like oh thank god yeah this is you know a band like a new band that I'm excited about that sound fresh that sound interesting and they're buzzy people are talking about them you know people on Twitter were talking about them I was like share you know whatsapp groups I was like sharing it with people and people being like this is fucking awesome and it kind of felt like it really it kick-started like a sort of a an, an energy in me then to go and seek out like what other bands were kind of making music like this at the time and you know I discovered like Black Country New Road through that and like there's yeah it it just gave me the kind of the kick of the arse I needed I suppose because I did sort of start the year with just feeling a bit fucking downtrodden about music and everything and all, all of that but I remember very very fondly listening to this song for the first time and just thinking oh yes okay we're here we're in the year it's April but you know we'll um we'll we'll give her the first three months off um but we've arrived so yeah, yeah that, that that that's uh, this song will always be quite like special to me for that reason because it just quite, kind of really dragged me out of that funk um yeah yeah and actually I, I i'm just looking back here and i think it actually came out last year and i think i actually had it on my list last oh really year well. oh well I, I definitely didn't hear it until, until this year i think it really was when something I, I think i heard it when the I album came out this year I think it was actually the single was released in November oh, 2020, okay. but I don't remember. I must have added this very late to my best of mm. year, end of year list um, because it's still going yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's still there. And uh, it's one of those ones that I'm just never yeah. sick of. And I'm, and we're still waiting to see them live as yeah, well. Yeah, we're going to see know, them. Hopefully we Is it next get. April actually? Is it March or April next year? Something like that. Yeah, um, February is February. Oh yeah, I can't February, remember yeah. anymore. I can't remember dates. Come on, what year is it? But yeah, no, that's going to be an awesome gig. <laughs> but I could have picked strong feelings as well yeah. from the album. But yeah. anyway, just the whole thing overall. Just I've not never got sick of it, and I, I never. Yeah, I actually wrote about this in November thirtieth, twenty twenty. Must be in the last week. I don't. Last I week don't think I heard it last um, year of me actual featuring yeah. new music. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Okay. Well, time is an illusion, yeah. and uh, uh, and we arrive at, at my number, number one, which is well. Look, anyone who heard the podcast last week already knows this is my number one. I, I, we'll listen to it first, and then I'll go on my rant. Uh, this is Torres with okay. the utterly perfect. Don't put wishes. Don't go putting wishes in my head.
Now, just imagine you are an editor of a music magazine or a music website and you don't, not even put this on your top spot, you don't even give it a mention. Imagine that now. Imagine that. You probably don't have to imagine, actually. Who, Who would do such a thing? Nobody. I haven't seen this song on a single list this year. I, I, I thought Snape's would have at least given it a nod. Laura, come on. Like this, it, it is no. insane to me how much people have kind of slept on this song. I think it's because, like I said last week, the album's pretty disappointing. But this song is perfect. Like it, it, there's really not a single thing about it I would change. The chorus is beautiful and heartbreaking. The chord progression in the guitar is just pop songwriting at its best, complete best. It reminds me of hearing um, Archie Marry Me for the first time and just thinking like, oh my God, like pop songs are still kind of being written like they were in the 60s, like when, based around a really good chord progression on, on, on a guitar. The melody she sings in the chorus is perfect. Everything resolves brilliantly. Everything, every note that happens sets you up for the next note. There's great voice leading in the guitars. It's a queer pop song. It should be played on every radio station. And if this was the 90s, it would be. This is the best song of the year. If, if, if you're to break songs down into their component parts, this song is completely perfect. Like there's nothing wrong with it at all. I absolutely adore it. I think Taurus is deadly. Well, I'm glad you are fighting the good fight for for Torres. Um, Justice for Torres. You're 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 <laughs> thinking you're doing it yourself. <laughs> it's all um, me. Yeah, Rebecca yeah. Lucy Taylor yeah. doesn't That's need great. any I more that, fucking that. favors from the music press. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, but that's great. That's great. That's nice and, and have something different um, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And the more I think about it now, the more I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have put Scratch Card Lanyard in this at all because I was here last year. No, it's okay. Anyway, it's, it's fine. fine. It's our it's podcast. Fine. No one's going to. Oh, see also Strong Feelings, which was another song I couldn't stop listening there. to okay. this year. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it for our, our songs of the yes. year. Um, what was your song of the year? Get in touch with our our email. No one's emailed us yet. <laughs> Podcast at neither9.com. Please send us an email. I would love that. Has no one I don't think so. Well, I'll I haven't gotten one. I don't know if I have it set up to see it. Well, but, but, oh, we had an anonymous Oh, we one. did. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, anonymous <laughs> listener, for, for your email a while back. Um, yeah, send it. Yeah. I, I want to see people's lists. Please, please send in your list. Um, yeah, well, we're doing, as I said, we're doing an end of a year poll on the Discord. If, you, if you're if you joining that or if you're a Patreon member already, do join up. There's a link in the uh, email yeah. I sent out or you automatically get sent out when you sign up. So you can join us there. Um, and if not, give us a shout um, and I'll let you know uh, how to get in. Um, and yeah, I'm doing, I've got top 100 songs um, to go out this week uh, as a playlist and on a feature on the site, top Irish songs. Uh, albums I haven't written the albums thing yet I just have I did the top 25 Irish albums last week and it nearly <laughs> ruined me well Niall <laughs> it's a lot to do there's so much with, to do when it comes to us anyway and basically when it comes to the wider music industry at large the big ones next week it's the Niall Nine podcast awards next week this is this it. is the this one is that it. we're all waiting for this is the only list that matters Nothing else matters except the Nile Nine Podcast Awards. Yeah, we will be able to shoehorn as many things <laughs> as we want to talk about into an award yeah. show. It's like the Grammys because every year they just keep changing uh, exactly whatever they want. Like, so, so if you, you like know. the Grammys or if you like the Oscars, 
<laughs> or you like the Ivor Novello Awards, you're going to love this. It's it's basically the same. Um, everyone gets drunk. <laughs> and by that, I mean, Niall and I get drunk and we hand out awards and it's it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I know there'll be a talk about the best music documentary because uh, your yep. um, your Instagram is is just a Paul McCartney <laughs> shrine uh, uh, stan account at the moment. It's, it's just absolutely fantastic, and I'm really at Andrea Cleary so underscore. If you want some primo Paul McCartney content, um, come and join me there. But yeah, very much looking forward to next week. It will be our last podcast of the year, which is very difficult to believe um, how quickly this year has gone, but there you have it um and if you yeah i think we did nearly every week this week this year yeah I think yeah we, we missed one or weeks. two but i think we're yeah. i think we're pretty good um if you listener have um a podcast award nomination for best sax solo best best sax solo i was we one do i want to keep in if i can if i can that's I, been a constant in, in the past kind of couple of ones we've done so we we will try to do best sax solo but what whatever it is um send us tweets or instagrams or emails um and let us know and we will shout it out and yeah yeah we'll see you next okay. week great that's it from us this Take week care. Wash thank your you hands. so much thanks andrea bye yeah. keep doing it all right see ya Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.